podcast. My name is Bori and I'm joined by Justin and Manny. Uh, before we start, I do want to give a shout out to Justin who did not watch a lot of games this weekend, but I wonder why. Manny, would you like to do the honors? Yeah, 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 definitely. I guess, you know, when you host a soccer podcast or a football podcast, there's only a handful of reasons that are legitimate for you to miss actually watching the games. And one of them is your birthday. So it was Happy Justin's birthday. birthday this this past weekend. And, uh-huh. you know, rightly so, he wanted to go take a little hiatus away yeah. uh, from all of the football craziness that happened this weekend and, you know, take a trip uh, out in the wilderness. Justin, do you just want to give us a brief rundown of Wait. how your birthday went and what you did? Actually, but, but you have to mention that he did watch Arsenal. And they were uh, yeah, yeah. So. It's true. Okay, uh, yeah. You know what? A man that's true to his priorities and understands where they lie. I guess yeah. he did make some time to see Arsenal. Uh, you know, actually win a surprise win. Surprisingly, yeah. So uh, I know you most. have a lot to say about that uh, later, yeah. Justin. For <laughs> most, not not for me. I knew. Uh, yeah, so I was away in uh, at a cabin out in the woods, just doing a lot of. Uh, drinking of beer, drinking wine, some cocktails, hanging out with friends, and uh, some... I think we call that I think we call that meditating now during the pandemic. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was um, uh, a mental vacation, you we could say, and it was nice though. It was, it was really nice. It wasn't all uh, debauchery. It, it was actually just pretty pretty relaxing. Awesome. So uh, really appreciate it, and actually was surprised <laughs> you two just brought this up but you didn't tell me beforehand you're gonna do this so yeah no, <laughs> very, I, I made very sure kind. I thank you you of course i i thought about it over the weekend but no seriously happy birthday man um yeah thank you, you very much seriously, hope one. you enjoyed it i know i, I did know that and arsenal that arsenal gift yes that was the best that was the best gift of all was even despite uh all the celebrating i got up bright and early on sunday and uh watched the london red uh yeah like you said it perhaps an upset, but it was a great birthday gift regardless. So great weekend. And good, thanks you guys. Good man. Uh, and to all our uh, La Liga fans, we are going to be talking La Liga uh, a lot in this episode. So, but we start with the Champions League, right? Because we had some predictions and uh, some people won and some people lost. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and just remind folks, uh, Justin, what our predictions were. Um, I'm going to let you do the honors because clearly you actually did some homework <laughs> and uh, actually made yeah. some correct predictions. So. Right. Yeah. It's like a great week all around birthday, Arsenal winning. And then um, I, I pretty uh, happy with how my predictions worked out here, but uh, let's walk through it. Let's walk through the predictions uh, real quick last week um, with the, upcoming fixtures which were of course atletico madrid versus chelsea uh, lazio and bayern atalanta and real madrid and then finally uh gladbach and man city and of those four fixtures uh your boy justin got two spot on uh that's the atletico madrid and chelsea prediction one nothing to chelsea that's exactly what i got and a smash and grab and then and Gladbach versus Man City. I think we were all pretty close on this one, but I, I also got the score line two to nothing to City and a pretty routine win. Um, other than that, for Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea, Bori, you had Atletico. I mean, yeah, you had Atletico in a draw. Yes, Chelsea and Atletico 
drawing zero I zero. Close. I was close. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, much like last week, you are just uh, just one goal <laughs> off on the aggregate total. And yeah. uh, I think you, you were leaning at Letico to win, I think, this tie, which they oh, still yeah. might. We'll see. He we'll sure see on the return leg. Yeah. Uh, Manny had Chelsea also winning, but just at a 2 1 score line. Um, with heart. Like, not I guess, head. like Bori, I was close. I had them winning by one. That's right. <laughs> right, Bori? <laughs> um, I, I mean, like, let's not go through all of them all, all at once. How about we, we go through them we'll one at a time? We'll go from them individually. Well, yeah. I'm yeah. angry. Uh, and okay, maybe I'll, I'll leave my anger to the end. Oh, let's there's some anger. With, let's let's start with Atletico Madrid and, and Milan won this weekend. What are you angry about? No, I, I'm last angry. episode. I'm last angry. episode we saw angry Bori, but uh, I thought that you're gonna be happy. I'm I'm still angry. I'm still angry. But okay, let's let's talk. Let's about talk it. Atletico and Chelsea uh, because I I I did I didn't watch the game obviously because you know there were better games on. No offense. Um, Manny, but um, I watched the house and I saw pretty much uh, a boring game on, until Giroud, I like to say his name the French way, decided to do something spectacular. Um, and I thought it was an offside, but turns out it wasn't. Wow. Okay, yeah. we're going to talk about the, 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 the quote-unquote offside. Boring. It's not offside. I, okay, I, I just said it's not offside. Are you questioning, looks- you're questioning VAR? How could you I'm question not VAR? Quest- no, no, flawless. No, no, no. <laughs> no, unlike the EPL, which, by the way, my yellow card and red card is blasting EPL refs again. Um, unlike the EPL, they, they know how to, to use VAR in, in the Champions League. But, you know but without VAR, I wouldn't, I would have thought that was a, a, an offside. Sure. Yeah, so I'm going to bring this up as well. I'm glad you brought it up because it's also part of my yellow card, red card segment, just a different aspect of the game. Um, what I will say that this game had the potential to be so much more um, because of the of what was on the line for the teams, right? Um, you had Chelsea, who was uh, undefeated, actually, um, since Tuchel's taken over. Um, you have... Uh, Atletico Madrid, who was pretty much on top of the world up until two weeks ago, you know, they were just on a winning streak and then all of a sudden everything's crashing down for them. And, you know, we talked about the segments uh, last week with the impact that COVID would have on their squad, but regardless, they still have a lot of depth and quality on their bench. Um, Even with the players that they had to try to make something of it, um, I, for one, was really surprised at how defensive Simeone went with his lineup, um, just the, the, the game plan, right? But when you looked at Atletico Madrid in the past, that's kind of their, it's kind of their niche, right? Right. Like you I mean, that's, that's Simeone's the style, right? Yeah, you yeah. know. Like, this year, this year, right, though, Manny, this year he's been a little bit more offensive-minded, but I mean, that's, that's usually his, his style, yeah. especially in Champions League, I feel. But. Exactly. And you know what? Like the first few, if you see like the first few like minutes, I'd say like five to 10 minute mark, I felt as a Chelsea fan, I was like, we're going to lose this game. We just looked shaky on, you know, unsettled in the back, completely like nervous, like nothing was going right. I think Mason Mount got a yellow card uh, 57 seconds into the game. Like 57 seconds into the game, you know what I mean? You get a yellow card. Like, I, I thought it was going to be one of those games where the ref would dictate 
what would happen and you know it'd be one of those like controversial games um but they started to settle in and then they got more into the game but neither team did more than what they should have they didn't create as many chances they weren't clinical um and you know fortunately we had Giroud who's for whatever reason he's what 35 going on to 36 and this guy can still make some magic happen out of nowhere uh, in European competition, you know. Um, with that goal, he's actually the second uh, joint highest goal scorer in the Champions League this season thus far. Uh, Wait for Ibra tally. next season. Wait for Ibra next season. Yeah, Bori. I don't, you know, Bori, I don't get you. You live in the past. You live in the future. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, but I will say that... Um, you know, a win's a win. Uh, it was, you know, it was a scrappy game. It was an ugly game. Um, but we're happy to come away with the win. It's, it still counts as an away goal, even though it's a neutral venue, um, which yeah. is really weird. And, you know, it, it might just be what makes us uh, go through in the end, um, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, I, th- I think we got to talk about the away goal rule. Oh yeah, Justin is um, very venues? passionate about this. Yeah, neutral venues. It's a I, little, yeah, it's a little funky. But uh, I want to talk about the good stuff, though, the highlights. Yeah. Um, and Manny, you're right. Like Giroud, phenomenal goal. If you haven't seen it, watch the highlights. And it wasn't uh, well, offside. And it wasn't offside because <laughs> it wasn't the defender, offside. The, def- the the rules are. I think the defender. I think the offside. I think the offside rule should be changed. <laughs> Just for that case. <laughs> You know, you know, I will say this. So I want to highlight this, the importance of getting uh, two things right in a, in a scenario like that, um, getting the right angle, uh, first and foremost, and making sure that the ref reviews it as soon as a play happens. Um, and I know we're going to talk about this a little more later on in the show, but um, it, we've seen some instances over the weekend where there's plays that occur and then the players continue to play, and then all of a sudden the game is cut short or stopped so that a, a, that specific play can be reviewed, and it just takes away from the game completely. Um, I think that at least in the Chelsea Atletico game, the ref did the right thing by actually going over and reviewing it when it happened, um, even though it did take, I think it was like something like, it felt like an eternity, honestly. Like he was literally watching it for like two, three minutes. Um, but at the end, he did make the right call, you know, and the goal did stand. Um, so um, that's my take on that. Like, at least they got the right angle and they managed to make that call um, and not waste a lot of time in between um, the game, uh, the goal scored and the progression of play. Yeah, agreed. I, I'm I'm with Manny, at least on the point that um, even if disrupts uh, of our check, disrupts the flow of a game it the important thing is you get the decision right and i'm fine with like having a lengthy review as long as you get the the correct decision at the end of it um there's a particular var check that occurred in the premier league that i want to talk about (laughs) when we get the red card yellow card but wait don't, don't tell me you're talking about Lee Mason one because that's my red card. You can't, you can't. Say I that. put it in first. I'm sorry, but yeah, oh, you did. We can oh, do a no, joint. We'll do a joint. We'll do a double. I did not even see that. I can see that. That's okay. 
but we'll, let, EP, let's not jump ahead. Is, let's not jump ahead. This is the EPL we're talking about. There's plenty of bar controversy. That's true. In the EPL, so we get we have so yeah we have plenty of material, plenty of material from bar checks in the in the EPL alone. Um, but uh, regardless, yeah, it was. I, I guess it was the the right call in the end. You know, I, I'm actually I have the highlight pulled up right now. I've I've rewatched it a few, you know, like a dozen times since last week. And it is like, I can see where Bory is coming from in terms of like rule interpretation, but um, you know, by the letter of the law, I guess, you know, it, it came off Atletico. Uh, I'd actually, I don't know which defender it was, but um, yeah, I guess by the letter of the law it counts and what a goal, I guess that's all you can say. You My prediction who- was, a, was it going to be a smash and grab um, maybe from a, a defensive mistake? I don't know if you could classify this as one of those. It's not definitely not as egregious as some of the some of the mistakes we've been seeing defenses commit. But uh, regardless, it was just a a one one shot opportunity, and that's all it took for Chelsea to win the game. All right, are we done talking about Chelsea? Because I'm I'm getting bored here. That game was so boring. I was just like, what the hell is going on? All right, boy, we'll let you choose. What which which match do you want to talk about now? No, I just want to get rid of all the the EPL teams. So Gladbach and City. I mean, I think we all. Well, unfortunately, I think they're going to be hanging around in the Champions League for a while yet. We we may want to talk about that too because let's be honest, Gladbach was probably the easiest draw out out of out of this group, right? So yeah, we are may you, want are to you talk about that. They paid. They paid. City paid. No, I'm what just suggesting. Talk? No, okay. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying that um, that historically, if we look at the past since Pep arrived at City, mm-hmm. you cannot argue or contest that every single time in the round of 16, they tend to get more often than not one of the weakest, or if not the weakest, team of that pot. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then what happens when you get to quarters, they end up getting eliminated. And yeah. last year it was semis because it was a one-legged affair. So my, my thing is like Pep was brought in. He wasn't brought in to win Carabao Cups week, year in and year out. He was brought in to win the Champions League. And he has yet to do that or even get remotely close or closer than he had with Bayern in Germany or um, – that's yeah. it, right? Like in Barca, he uh, won it all. So, I think they have a, a very good chance, actually. And and for me, even though I hate to say, it, I think they're my favorites. But I, I do see what you're saying. It's sad. It's just like Ronaldo at Juve, and you know we could talk about that because Cassano said something, and I don't like Cassano, but I I love him now because of what he said. So, um, I we can talk <laughs> yeah. more about that though. We'll um, get there. Yeah. Well, we'll let's talk. Yeah. I mean, there's not really much to say. I think about the Man City Gladbach fixture. Yeah. Um, they, just real quick. I just want to go over the predictions. Um, all of us had Man City winning. All of us had Man City winning both this tie and then just advancing to the quarterfinals in general. Uh, Bore, you had a 3-1 scoreline. And Manny, you had a 2-1. And then I, of course, had a 2-0, which the scoreline turned out to be okay. in the end. Routine. Uh, here, kind we of routine here we go again. Here we go. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's just... always where I, I have a little bit more to say about my Bayern prediction because I was just – uh, just one goal off, but uh, that's it. That's my gloating. My gloating is mostly finished then, now. That was it. He's then, out of the way. <laughs> before we actually move on, so I, I think we should just give our fight. Like I, I, and Atletico Chelsea. I still think Atletico is going to surprise them. Okay. Yeah. And, and go for go for it. Um, sorry, yeah. Manny, but Manny, what what is your choice? I'm guessing Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Right. But uh, I, I had Chelsea. Yeah, I had Chelsea as uh, my okay. my prediction last week. Also. All right. Maybe. But, 
I will say this. If I if I'm correct, it wipes all your predictions. That's what I can say. Just, <laughs> just okay. like wipes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's quickly talk Lazio Bayern. And um, I just want to say, everyone listening out there, I am a Serie A fan. I love Serie A. You know, I love watching that league. But what? there's just one team, there's one team that should never, and, and basically should be banned, actually two teams, that should be banned from the Champions League. Lazio should be banned. I, I mean, in what world are we playing a game where a two teams in the round of 16 of the Champions League and, and one team is receiving four goals at home. I mean, come on. This is not this is not Manchester, Manchester City versus Young Boys. You know, no offense to the fans of Young Boys, but come on. You're a pro team. You can't be losing four. I don't care if Bayern won the, 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 champ, the Champions League the year. Like, defend. After 2-0, just defend. What are you doing? And that's that's my number one rant for today. It's it pisses me off. It, when I see scorelines like this, these are scorelines where that make you know people say, "Oh, Syria is a is a farmers league." I mean, you see Lazio showing their strength in 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 Syria, beating smaller teams and beating you know time with like big teams, but you you can't lose four one. So by that logic, um, is Barcelona is banned from the Champions League? See, Barcelona is a different. It's a different case. First of all, they've won Champions Leagues, you know, years and years and years. But we know the issue, and we're going to talk about like they. Barcelona is a ticking time bomb. Let's put it that way. They're such in disarray. They have financial problems. They have messy oh, yeah. problems. They have like all these problems. So it, it came out the worst time, um, and I think they should have defended after like six five zero even. Um, but they did play once when it still go for it, but. Um, Justin, congratulations. I think you, you said 3-1 was the scoreline. Yeah. yeah, and then Bayern, like you said, I'm mad also at Lazio because they – and they're defending because they let in one more. And it found, yeah. Yeah, like like you said, it wound up being a 4-1 scoreline. Otherwise, I would have yeah. gotten that one too. Yeah, I'm it glad you did that. So it all correct. started from that. It all started from that horrible, horrible back pass that pretty much gifted oh. – Look, it's that's exactly it what Marisic. happened too. That was the same thing with like that we saw last week with yep. with uh, Betancourt at Juve. Yep. With, uh, I believe it was Upamecano right. at RBL. I and was like, thinking about you, man. When you when, because I remember you said that last episode, and I was watching this game. I'm, I'm like, and I see. I think it was Marisic I gave Bolero, and I was like, Are you kidding me? Like now you're gonna make Manny say the same thing again, and now here here's Manny saying the same thing again. It's all mistakes. Yeah. You know, except for the crazy? Chelsea. Game, no, think. no, but you know what? Even though we didn't have a mistake like that, we could have. Like mm-hmm. we we played horribly like those first five to ten minutes, where we almost gave away and made mistakes individually that would have led to a comical error just like that. Um, my whole thing right? is, hmm? Kepa was in goal, right? Was, was no, it? no, it was it was Mendy, but it was like okay. we were just getting pressed and we just made bad passes. But my point is, I don't know if teams are going out there and playing too scared trying not to make a mistake that they end up making a mistake you know like they try yeah. so hard not to do something that they end up doing it and then let's be honest Lewandowski like scoring a goal that that's like a shark in the water that tastes blood yeah. already you know what I mean like of course once he's he, he's that's it there's no coming back from it um yeah. but I'm surprised you're actually going that hard on Lazio because they managed to score on Bayern like no, they pulled a few on. goals back. Like, yeah, they, I mean, yeah. Byron's been a little. 
I think we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, Bayern's a little been a little sloppy this season. Yeah. Um, look at the Bundesliga. They, they are two points off RB Leipzig. And, you know, RB Leipzig has been throwing points this season. So, you know, the state of, of Bayern this season. But, um, like, you can't lose 4-1. I, 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 like, <clears throat> I can't, I, I can't agree. Like, I think, I mean, obviously they can't be banned. But they should not, I hope they never qualify. They're just giving us a bad name. That's it. Hmm. Interesting take. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Um, do you do you want to brag about this, Justin? Is there anything else you want to say about the scoreline? How you almost got it and you were close? I mean, what what, what more can be said? <laughs> hey, I really hope all your predictions would get wiped out. That's that's what I hope. <laughs> yeah. Does, well, that's the thing. We are still early in this competition. Uh, we haven't figured out how we're going to score these predictions. Probably just like you know whatever. If you you get the prediction right, you get a point or whatever. But like, you know, there's still plenty of time and plenty of more matches to look forward to. Um, so yeah. there, there'll be plenty of time for you two to redeem yourselves. Okay. All right. Let, let me, let, let's now move on to the match that I really want to rant about. And I'm sorry. I, I feel like this should be called the fourth ranting official podcast or something, <laughs> but come on. There's no way anyone in hell will tell me that that was a red card in the game between Atalanta and Madrid. I mean, that game you clearly see, it looks like uh, Florentino Perez, the the president of Real Madrid, has some kind of dirt on on the UEFA president or something. There's something going on. I mean, Atalanta got so, they got robbed. Daylight, I I put in the notes, daylight robbery. And I cannot believe that that happened. And for that, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've thought about this. I've watched this so many times. There's no way that is a red card. There's no way that is a red card. And, and I can't believe it, it was given a red card. Um, and he, the ref didn't even look at VAR or anything. And it's just so annoying. It, it's really annoying. Um, yep. I, I completely agree uh, with you. I think the clearly it was a it was a foul. I would say it warranted it yellow at most. Um, and for that to be for the red card to be given that early in the game as well and just changed completely uh, Gasparini's lineup, his, his game plan. Um, he had to sub off a key player to bring on, you know, um, uh, Pasalic, um, who's a former Chelsea product, Bori. And Milan product. You know, it changed every it changed everything. And if you actually think about the rest of the game and how it played out, the fact that Real Madrid played no better with you know against eleven than they did against ten, you know, um, it makes you wonder like what would have happened if if that red card wasn't given? Would would Atalanta actually have come away, you know, victorious? I think um, so. 100%. You know, um, the the you know apart from the red card that was given early, I think. There were a few times where you saw, you know, as close, I guess the closer that the game um, got to to the, to the end, more and more Real Madrid players started diving. And then just, you know, yeah. uh, Casemiro comes to mind um, in that dive that he had. Oh, yeah. That um, should have been a yellow card. And he should have been, booked, a, it should have been a booked, second. Exactly. Second yellow. Yep. Yep. Booked so twice. Yep. He only got one yellow, which, again, he's not going to be available for the next leg of the of the tournament. Uh, but regardless, that should have been a red card. And at that moment, I think it was still maybe like 10, 15 minutes left in the game. 
Atalanta were still pressing. They were still yeah. playing. You know, they were still going for something. Um, I was actually so it was worried. Really, it was really surprising that he didn't – it just didn't feel like he used the same level of scrutiny for both teams, um, the ref. So, yeah, that, 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 that's what – it is, it, it's aggravated me and I hope they use this anger to actually pay, like, just, you know, maybe score two goals in, in the next leg and, and just shut it off because it, it was aggravating. And then they lost uh, uh, Zapata, with, which I think was a, a huge loss. Um, and then it, it was funny because we talked about um, Hudson Odoi again subbed off in the EPL after 30 minutes. Um, Ilicic came in 56 minutes, got subbed off in the sixth minute. Which, which I thought was interesting, but apparently um, what the, the reason was the, uh, his body language, and I'm putting air quotes, was not the right body language, which I was like, okay, all right, whatever. But I mean, I did, I did see that he was not running as much or he didn't seem like he wanted to be there, um, which is understandable because, I mean, who wants to play a man down? I, I think it definitely sucks playing a man down, right? So. Um, yeah, I wanted to get everybody's yeah. take on this. I'm glad you brought that up, Bori. We talked about it last week. What are your thoughts as far as do you think that the coach did something wrong doing that, subbing in a player and then subbing him out? Um, I think the way it's wrong in Illich's uh, case was because of the time he did it. It was like at four minutes to, to the time. Like, what are you trying to prove? Like, you have four minutes left, 86 minute. Like, why are you removing him at that time? Um, that's that's why I think I think it was too late to to take him off. If it's a first half, like okay, you know he starts the game after thirty minutes, he so, gets subbed off. Then that makes sense. Maybe you want to change things. Maybe you know because there's still a long time to go. But subbing somebody at the eighty-six minute for for what exactly? I, I didn't get. I don't get that. So my point is also the only pass, the other pass, the pass he gets actually is with the fact that they have five subs, so he can basically sub five times um but i think when you have only three subs like what tuchel did with cho the other day um i think that to me was risky and it's a stupid way to prove a point um you can drop people off of games you can don't call them up but doing that during a game where you have something in line which is like not qualifying for champions league for example like i think that was stupid and it was a big risk that he took to kind of prove a point which is what the media is saying i don't know if that's actually the the reason why he did that but um I, I think it depends i think it depends on the situation but i think it makes more sense early in the game and not later in the game i think it doesn't make any sense when it's closer to the end of the game personally justin yeah. what do you think um yeah I, I agree it's a little bizarre it's a bizarre approach especially like boris said like that late in the game although i mean i think it was maybe a little that I know he, uh, the manager came out and said that it was because Ilicic, like, I think he's in his words, I, this might just be a translation based on like the condition that he was in just wasn't good enough, which led me to believe that's like some mixture of um, body language and maybe like, I, I don't know, effort. That's what, that's what he said with Papo Gomez too. He, it's all media training nonsense. I, I think, I mean, obviously I don't know what's going to be on scenes, but it, I don't know. But hey, good for me because they won't win games in Syria. Well, so. No, it's interesting because I think like we won't know what's re what's real or not until the next game, right? 
So, for example, right. in Tuchel and Cho's case, Tuchel right after the game said, like, I'm done. This was it just for this game. I, ha- I did what I had to do, and then that's it. And then you saw uh, Cho started the next game against Atletico yeah. Madrid. Um, you know, and he pretty Let's much learned like three quarters of the game. Right. I still um, think it was, it was a stupid move, though. But but I, yeah, we'll, I think we'll, it's, it's a, yeah, we'll see what happens because, again, like to your point, this could be either really good or detrimental to the player and the coach. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just want to real quick, like in this to this point, I would just uh, recommend for both of you and for any listener, like check out the TIFO uh, football YouTube channel. If you haven't already, they, they have really great videos, but they actually have one addressing five substitutions and how it changes. It could potentially like change the tactical, um, tactical planning of managers. Uh, it's a, I think it's, a, it's, they might be talking about the EPL, but look up uh, the TIFO football video on would f- uh, five substitutions be fair. Uh, it's very interesting. It has a different perspective on this. All right. All right. All right. Uh, enough, uh, Champions League, let's talk La Liga and uh, appease our, our listeners that, that watch La Liga. What? I think we were just waiting for, uh, you know, for, the, <laughs> for La Liga to get interesting before we, uh, oh, I know, right? we took some time, you know? Yeah, um, Atletico was like, uh, you know, you, I think you said this, Manny, already, but 11 points ahead, if, you know, some weeks ago. And then, I, you know, you look at the, the, the table and they're just five points ahead with just one game in hand um and i have a hot take i'm not gonna lie you know every episode i have to have a hot take because that's how i keep my life interesting (laughs) um but let's first talk about um the barcelona and sevilla game um obviously barcelona you know not coming from a a good champions league i mean i know it's been a a week or or so more than a week now um but remember, uh, Barcelona is also playing Sevilla in the Copa del Rey, and Sevilla beat them, I think, 3-1 was the score, scoreline. Yeah. Um, and then they meet in the, uh, you know, in La, in La Liga, and, and Barcelona, Messi, obviously, and Dembele, finally, um, you know, putting in some shifts. They, they beat them to zero. Uh, looks like my boy, Papo Gomez, is... I don't know what's going on with him, but he's having an episode, you know, basically. Um, sometimes he drops off, but not for so long. Um, and now this kind of worries me, especially when Sevilla has to play Dortmund in the Champions League. So I'm like, you know, I got to get this correct. I got to shut Justin up and make sure that Sevilla <laughs> gets, gets past Dortmund. Um, but I do want to point out in this game and uh, when I was watching it, I mean, first of all, everyone is I'm a Messi fan, but... Um, I don't know how to say his, his first name, but it's spelled, it, it's pronounced, well, it's, it's spelled, and I'm going to pronounce Serginho it Serginho Dest. No, come on. It's Ilex, I think it's Ilex, like I-L-A-I-X, but it's, I'm guessing it's Ilex um, Moriba, um, who, when he was two years old, um, I think Messi won his first La Liga trophy and now he's playing with him, which is incredible. But he's such a joy to watch just because he really plays that um, central midfield role very well and he's very calm for someone that's like 18 years old. Um, And I think, like I keep saying this and I've said this once before, I think the only way Messi, no, sorry, the only way Barcelona can, can basically beat PSG in the return leg is by playing all those young people those young players 
play Pedri, play Chinkao, play Ricky Puj, play Inlay. Like, play those young players. I think Serginho Dest. Serginho. I'm going to keep saying okay. Serginho Dest. And Someone Serginho likes Dest. Serginho Dest. Okay, all right. What's, what's, up, what's up with Serginho Dest? No, no, no. I was just going to say, you know, you keep saying all these young players. Um, I think we have to acknowledge, uh, you know, obviously uh, American pride. But Serginho Dest has actually done, you know, pretty well. Consider all things considered. I, I mean, I consider know. the state of the club that that he's in. Um, sure. Not having not having a really good. We talked about how important uh, solidity and consistency on a back line is. You know, for all things considered, he he hasn't done bad. You know, like too. Well, bad. I'm, yeah, given given what they have, but he's yeah. definitely not. Um, he's not ready. Like he's not Barca ready at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You think no, about. He, the right backs that played for 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 Barcelona, so it's like they're. I mean, no offense. I'm I'm sure he would do well eventually. Like he, he just needs time, but he's not the same quality that we expect from Barcelona. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. But I think it also has to do with. Um, I mean, if you compare him to some of these other players like Pedri, like Puig, like, um, uh, you know, just any La Masia product or any European academy product prospect you can see kind of the gap, right, of quality between some of these youngsters that have been, uh, you know, homegrown in a system like La Masia, uh, you know, and some of these other European powerhouse clubs, you know, compared to like a, a player like Serginho Des, a Christian Pulisic, or anybody else that has started in the U.S. and then transitioned or anywhere else, you know, gone over uh, once they're already kind of like mature enough to handle uh, you know, the spotlight. Um, I think like that's, that's really important to just highlight because he might not be like as talented as some of those other kids, but he certainly looks like he has a potential, you know, like to achieve even more um, at a club like Barca. I mean, it, I don't think it's that hard to, to elevate your uh, level of, you, you know, just your football IQ and uh, consistency on the pitch when you're playing with, arguably the greatest player of all time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it must be extra motivation for you to show up day, day in and day out. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, that um, that's the good news for Barcelona. Uh, maybe for some Barcelona fans, the second piece might be good news too, I, I think for, for many Barcelona fans, but uh, something else happened with Barcelona in the past, uh, I think 24 hours. Uh, Bori, what was that? Uh, actually, I'll let I'll let uh, Manny. Do you want to take take a? I feel like Manny <laughs> is Manny uh, laughing. Yeah, I'm laughing because I feel like I I, I could have swore he was arrested already. Like, was he not arrested? You know, so I guess Barca, not. So you know, for anyone that hasn't been, um, I, I guess up to speed with everything that's been going on with Barcelona and just the sheer demise of what's going on internally at that club. Uh, Barca Gate, starting with uh, uh, Bartomeu, Joseph Bartomeu, former um, uh, club president, uh, was arrested on a whole host of charges. I mean, it's crazy. It's like like fraud, wire fraud, and embezzlement, and like it's crazy. Like the story. Like I, I think they still don't know like the full extent of what went on, what didn't. The bottom line is uh, he used some type of company um invested some funds 
legally, in quotes, uh, to then try to run a smear campaign against his opponents when he knew he was up for re-election, which he was. It was no secret that it was coming up. And ultimately, that's what led to the whole Messi scandal as well, because um, Messi went out and said, you know, if Bartomeu stays, then I'm pretty much gone. Like, that's it. Like, I'm not doing anything else uh, because he had made promises to Messi that he didn't deliver on. And then, you know, we all saw what happened with the fan base turning on him, on Bartomeu. He ultimately resigned. And Messi still doesn't seem like he's going to stick around. Anymore, things are getting worse at that club, like like Bori said. Uh, but now he's actually been um, arrested, um, yeah. along with uh, a few other key folks from the um, from the organization. And it'll be interesting to see what happens and what he ultimately ends up getting charged with. Um, and what the final story will be. I, I think there's a lot left to be said in this whole thing. Um, and I'm yeah. just waiting, to be honest with you, I just want to see if, Medi, if Messi is petty enough to say something about what's going on. You know, like, I think he's in his own right to actually come out and speak his mind. Uh, I don't know if, the, if that's going to happen. We've all said it. We think he's leaving. I don't think there's... I think like as more days go on, his ch- his chances of staying are, you know, uh, slimmer and slimmer. So we'll see what happens. I think I think part of what I think is very embarrassing or very bad for Barcelona is if you read the reports, they're saying that the police had to had to basically go into the offices of the Barcelona offices and and, and seize papers and seize like that. To me, just feels like are they running a, a drug? business and that like like what is going on like how bad can this turn like initially it was Bartomeu doing all these stupid deals giving players high wages and buying Coutinho for hundreds of millions of dollars and like doing all these crazy Dembele deals and all this nonsense so we have that and then it just keeps going worse and worse he resigned Messi is angry like you know you can you never picture that Messi would be like if somebody were to be in a coma you know, you know, I don't know, even five years ago, or let's say even seven years ago, and they woke up today, they would. The last thing they would think is Barca is Messi trying to or thinking about leaving Barcelona. Um, how bad has he run this club? And like, I'm not like a, a. I've never been a CEO. I've never owned a business, but I feel like I could have done a better job. I mean. And it's come to a point where he's now getting arrested, and even though he's left the the, the you know Brasa as the president, he's still bringing them down. In the sense that like police, the police force are going to the Brasa office and and tearing not tearing down, but like going in there and seizing papers and taking evidence, as they say. It's so stupid. It, it's like like who vetted this person? I mean, it. it <laughs> who yeah. vetted this person to the point that like a lot of people voted for him? You know, yeah. like that, that is so sad. It's so sad to see. And I would be shocked if Messi decided to stay after, even after all this. Like, I know you're not supposed to leave in a, in a very, you know, bad time. It's, it, it, I mean, I don't think it was a marriage between Barca and Messi. It's not for, for better or for worse. But he's got to leave. Like, it, I would be pissed as a fan if he doesn't leave because you can't deal with this. You've dealt with it for over uh, three years now where you've not won anything tangible, at least outside of the, the La Liga. And and it's not your fault. It's because it's been run so bad. 
And you, do you want that to tarnish your image? I don't think so. Just leave. You'll win in, in City. So I don't know. It, it's just very confusing and very stupid that that Bartomeu is still dragging this club down even after he left. Well, I think some Barcelona fans at least see this as like a cleaning house. Like I, I saw some on social media, uh, like Barcelona fans kind of happy. You know, or like seeing this as like you know, uh, closing the chapter, like really officially, like like now like the law is involved. That man, he said that he thought Bartomeu was had already been arrested. Maybe you were thinking about over the summer when a group of Barcelona uh, ultras stormed the Camp Nou to, I, I guess, perform a citizen's arrest. <laughs> it was during the whole Messi was like when Messi was threatening to leave, and fans are angry at Bartomeu for what how, what was going on. So maybe that's what you were thinking of. That's right. Uh, I, that's exactly it. The citizens arrest. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's to bore what you're saying. Like he's this has got to be like a famously bad, like historically bad uh, ownership and presidency period uh, for any club, let alone Barcelona, but just like any club for this to be yeah. going on. I mean, this guy, he, I think he had a, he had a financial stake in I3 Ventures that the company that was he was paying under the table to slander. Oh, I'm not even surprised. Yeah, of course that, he was. I mean, that's why he was arrested. I mean, it's, it's one thing to kind of surreptitiously slander your players um, or like your, your critics, including, including Shakira, excuse me. Oh God, no yeah, way. You can't, you can't say, speak any ill of Shakira, but he oh, did. God. So that, that should be crime on its own. But uh, I think really the, the reason he was arrested is because of the financial dealings and self-dealing that he was doing yeah. with, with this company. Absolutely. Yeah, we, like, when when you go after someone that created the Waka Waka, the oh god, World yeah, Cup, the World Cup yeah. song. Okay, hey, man, uh, it's personal. Not, it's personal. We don't need to that. talk about. We don't need to talk about Waka Waka. <laughs> <laughs> why does it does it remind you of the Vuvuzelas? Is that why? I, I was a fan of the Vuvuzelas, but oh, you uh, were okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people weren't. I, it didn't. It didn't bother me, but I could see yeah. how it bothered people. Yeah, my. I, I think it'll be interesting. Um, uh, just to see what the long-term effects are for Barcelona. Like, you know, so for, for yes. so long, they've always been the top club, right? Like it's like them on top and they are in financial ruin right now at the moment. Uh, they don't like Messi's probably leaving along with who knows whom else on that team. And, um, you know, um, you know, they are really in a financial like they're just in a ruin, like period. They're in a hole so deep right now that I think the only thing that they can do to try to save face is try to win something so that they can at least try to maybe change the minds of some of the fans as far as like what they're focusing on. You know, if they say like, oh, we ended up getting a cup or winning something over yeah. everything that's going on because you you can't make the stuff up of everything all the accusations everything that's gone on for like the last three to five years with Bartomeu at the helm like it, it's crazy that, I, that he lasted that long period yeah yeah, yeah. bring bring Xavi home that's oh, what they God. need to do I don't I know if heard... this team this team that he's managing in Qatar uh um Al-Shabaab I think it is yeah. Have you seen the highlight? These this is a pretty he they play some attractive football and they're like destroying that league. Obviously, it's like you know, totally different quality different quality of competition. But uh I think that's that's what Barcelona needs to do. They need to bring him home 
And I, I think that would actually convince Messi to stay if they did that, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, look at how it's not working out with Pirlo, for example. I mean, I, no offense to Xavi, but like... Oh, Xavi has experience, though. Like I said, he's, yeah, he's managing but, the club. But he's he has... Ex- well, okay, all right, fine. Now, you know yeah. what? I like Xavi. I'm not saying he's he's a bad player. You know, I don't know if he's a good player, but I don't know how his managerial uh, uh, you know, ethic will work in, in, in La Liga, but... He's played in La Liga for a long time too, so maybe he will be fine. I just, I just, I just don't want it to turn out to be like Sidov at Milan or Inzaghi at Milan or or the way I think the way or Gattuso or Gattuso. Oh, Gattuso, yeah, yeah. Or the, or the way Pelo is going to end up because I think Pelo is going to really drop or the that way, down. Or the way that Lampard just finished. Yeah, exactly, and that's my my only worry about about Xavi coming back, and I don't think he can do it all alone. I don't know what he's going to do. Like I have no idea, but. Um, I think this is probably a good time to talk about. Well, actually, no. I was going to talk about my hot take, but let, let's talk about Real Madrid real quick. Um, I, I obviously I didn't watch the game today, but they, they tied with with Sociedad. But I think we initially, when we started this Liga section, we noticed that there there are five points between Madrid and Barcelona, and Barcelona Barcelona and Madrid are on the same points, and they're all five points away from Atletico Madrid. Um, we have the Atletico. Derby, oh sorry, the Madrid Derby coming, uh, coming around this weekend. Um, and I'm I'm very close to saying that I think Atletico is going to bottle this. I thought they had it in the bag, but just looking at their recent form, looking at like their their kind of struggle against Villarreal this weekend, I'm just like, I think they're going to bottle it. I, I think they are, and. A lot of it will depend on what happens this weekend because I think if Madrid, Real Madrid wins somehow this weekend, I think they're, they're going to lose it. I, I think actually, and I, this is my hot take actually, this, I'm just going to say it out there, especially if this happens this weekend, if, if Atletico wins, uh, if Atletico loses, Barca is winning this, the, the La Liga and, and that's it. Bar- Barca is. Barca is just going to win it. I, I, I think so. But I, I mean, I thought Atletico were a different Atletico, but I'm seeing the 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 same old Atletico where they kind of you know like you know they don't have that courage anymore. It seems like they lose hope uh, towards the end of the season or, or at some points of the season. And they are uh, they are a great team, but it's a mentality issue right now. I, I mean, you, you still you have Suarez playing, Joao Felix Felix is back from injury, like. You know they have Condogbia, like they have all these awesome players, and, and you, it's not it's not that they can't play well. It's just mental. It's in the head at, at this point. Um, and, and the Chelsea thing, you know, losing to Chelsea also, like I thought they had that in back, but they, you know they, they lost to them. So it's I don't know. I, I I I'm scared for them because I thought they would win it this year comfortably, but it's looking grim for me, and I don't have if I'm like. I'm scared for them. That's why I'll say. So that, that's actually that's not a bad hot take. Um, no, it's I think that's crazy to think about. Like even just last month, if someone's saying like like you just said, Bori, like oh, I think I think Barca could win the league. That's in, that would be crazy. But now I, I guess it's not too crazy to say that right at this moment. Like you said, they're in second place, uh, five points behind Atletico. Uh, let me just say, La Liga is looking dire, boys, this season. <laughs> For these, I mean, and it's kind of reflects on the whole league. Like, 
really like Barcelona and Real Madrid. We know that they are in crisis a little bit, um, both on the field and financially because of COVID. Uh, we thought Atletico was going to run away with it. Like you said, Bori, that doesn't seem to be the case. And yet the rest of the league also is just like, they're not even threatening the, the big three, even despite all their troubles. So I think this is a pretty bad year for La Liga. Um, but let me ask you this, Bori, if, if Atletico win this weekend, then does that, does that change the whole picture for you? Yeah, I think that would give them courage. I think that would, that would show you know, that would, that would uh, definitely give them the courage. And, and by the way, if they do win this weekend, Atletico, if they win, they are going to go to Chelsea and they're going to give it to them, if you know what I mean. Um, but um, I think... Give them the win. Uh, Got it. I'm sorry? Give, give them, them the win. <laughs> okay. yeah, they're going to give them the win, yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think if they win this weekend, uh, that would bring them back up. So it's very important that they have to, they have to win this weekend. They have to win against Madrid, who, by the way, have a buttload of injuries. Uh, I mean, Sergio Ramos, for example, they're missing in the back. Um, not that they've really missed him because uh, Varane has actually kind of stepped up finally, you know, before usually when Ramos is out, you know, it's, it's always a disaster back there, but uh, he, he stepped up a little bit, but they're also missing Benzema. So it's like, I don't know. There's a lot going on at Real Madrid, so I, I do expect that Atletico will beat them, but if somehow they bottle it, like, I, that's it. That's it for me. I, like, I would never have that trust in Atletico anymore. Um, and it, it will be painful because I really was rooting for them to go to go win this. When they were, like, so, 11 points and two games in hand, something like that, something crazy. Um, real quick, um, at, uh, I, I kind of want to just hear what we think about the Madrid Derby this weekend. Are we, are we like, can we do a prediction? Maybe I can have a small win here. Yeah, who's that? But you have to answer this question. Who's who's the home team? Oh, actually, I don't know. Let me, the home team is probably, let's see here. Home team is, uh, well, okay. Athletic, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just, yeah. That's, a, I that's the right answer. That's the right answer that doesn't matter. I, okay, for a second, I was like, wait, is he trolling me? But then I'm like, I think you're trolling me. No, there's a method to my madness. That's why I still need okay, to answer. Okay, home. Atletico's home? Yeah. It's a draw. Yeah. It's going to be a draw. That, that is that is my my prediction also, actually. It's going to be a draw, but, yeah. but it would have been Atletico who should have had a penalty that wasn't called because of VAR. <laughs> Dude, I would be so pissed. Like, I would take to Twitter and be like, "Screw Real Madrid. Let's let the police raid their offices." They, no. Like, there's something going on. In all in all seriousness, um, it's crazy to think, but Real Madrid have something about like Zidane has Simeone's number. Like, he always finds a way. Like, it's crazy. He always beats him, man. Like, even when he's they shouldn't be able to beat them. He always somehow they always pull it off. Um, I you know, um, I think I did read that the stars that were out for the Chelsea game, uh, their starter uh, center back, um, and their Jimenez. Uh, yeah Jimenez and their um, DM uh, Herrera are supposed mm-hmm. to be back or they're supposed to be quote unquote fit for this game. If right. they play they might be able to squeak out, uh, like I said, a draw. I I just, I don't think like this, they have enough to actually just one team has more or 
than the other at the moment because both are suffering from injuries and everything that we've just mentioned. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, also, yeah. and also, I think like it would be good for it would be entertaining for the league if it ended in a draw because then that would give Barcelona uh, a chance to get closer yeah. to the to the to you know first place. Yeah, it will look if bad. they manage to win. If they manage to win, yeah, it, it will look bad and, and make La Liga look like a Farmers League if Barcelona does come back and reach Atletico Madrid. So, but hey, Messi's Messi. He's he's scoring now, so anything it, it can happen. Justin, what what are your predictions? Um, I I think. I think calling it a draw is probably a, a pretty good prediction, but since you both did that, that's boring. So I'm going to say um, Atletico is going to pull the upset. And it, oh, I think God. it is, I think it is actually, it's kind of an upset. Uh, you know, Atletico hasn't beaten Madrid, I think since 2015, 2015, yep. 16 season. Yep. It's yep. pretty crazy, mm-hmm. but sure. Th- this is the, this is their year. Why not? I hope you just jinx them. So there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I think I think that's all we have. I I, I know time is is running really fast. Yeah, yeah. Um. Let Let's talk the EPL because we gotta appease our EPL listeners. Uh. We had Manchester United playing Chelsea this weekend. I mean, what a boring game again. Oh my God. I wanted uh, this, to cry. Yeah. This was a farmers league level game. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So I just want to say, as a Chelsea fan here, if you guys hear. Uh, our comments on the Chelsea Atletico Madrid game, just replay them back. And that's exactly what happened in this game as well. Both teams yeah. went out. They played exactly. defensively. They played scared. Exactly. There was some VAR controversy, um, which ultimately I think it was the right call at the end. But again, to the points that we made earlier in the, in the show, um, I just want to see refs use VAR uh, competently in a manner in which as soon as there's a questionable call or, or play that occurs, they go and they review it and they make the call right then and there. It doesn't matter how long they take as long as they make it right then and there and we get on with the game. That's it. Because that, that game, it was, to you guys' point, it was dull. It was boring because the ref kept cutting in and off. Like there were fouls left and right. You know, it, they just – it was a bad officiated game. It was horribly called um, all around. So that that's my take. Yeah, G- good take. Um, unfortunately, we have to move on. I, um, I, I do want to ask, I mean, we got to talk about Arsenal. We don't really talk about them much these days because, you know, you know it's Arsenal. But Justin, I, you, you watched the game and, and I have a question for you. I'm trying to understand what the game plan for Arteta is. Like, uh, seems like he's trying to play for the Europa, like he's, he's maybe uh, prioritizing that because maybe he thinks like Arsenal cannot qualify top four this season, so he wants to get into the Champions League by through the Europa League route. Um, is that what you see, or like because I'm, I'm confused why a player like Obama Young didn't play in the Leicester game? Which, congratulations to you all, you won, but hey, could have gone the other way too. Um, yeah, that's my reading of the situation too. I think definitely Arteta and Arsenal are prioritizing uh, winning Europa, um, which you know we, we're not going to talk about Europa, but they also had a like a pretty fantastic comeback victory in that their uh, second leg fixture in the round of 32 earlier this week. But uh, yeah, this weekend, I, I think to answer your question, like he's just cycling players. A lot of his top players, including Obama Yang, 
have been putting in a lot of minutes. Aubameyang's also had uh, an injury just uh, in the recent past. So I think he's just resting his top players um, with the quick turnaround from Europa. And it, I mean, it paid off. Arsenal has some quality players who I think kind of fly a little bit under the radar and I'm obviously biased, but like I said, it paid off. And to put to your point also, boy, with Aubameyang specifically, he did come into the game. He was on the bench and he came into the game with like maybe like seven to 10 minutes left to go. But um, the reason for that was because Arsenal were up 3-1 in the 52nd minute. So I, I think Arteta was ready to go. He had the, you know, Obama Yang on a quick trigger to come into the game if he needed him. But uh, he wound up not needing him. Saka as well. Um, Bukaya Saka, the teenage phenom for Arsenal. I think he was also on the bench and he was ready to come in if uh, things started to go a little sour. But oh. thankfully they didn't. I have a question yeah, for Justin. What do you what do you think about your uh, best signing of the season? Um, one Willian de Borges Silva. Um, I want to I want to get your, uh, your 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 honest take on 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 William's performance. William did great this game, but in general, I think Manny, you on Slack at the beat before the season started after Arsenal signed William on his three-year deal, which is a whole different question about why they did that. But um, you were warning all the Arsenal fans, like this guy is up and down, like you love him or hate him. He has his on moments, but then he has a lot of off moments as well. And that has been indeed mine and, then, and most other Arsenal fans experience with him thus far at the club. Even with that fact, they still want to give him, you know, so much money because he was a free transfer, right? He was, oh, a, free right. Tra- yeah, he was, he a, was free. a free transfer. Who's now, who's now enjoying two hundred and fifty thousand pounds? He's the new Ozil, the new Ozil for sure. Um, <laughs> there's no way he's not the new Ozil. Um, all right, cool. I, I think I think that's all we have for EPL, to be honest. Um, uh, we have a lot of Syria to talk, but we're just going to leave that to next week. I, obviously, my boy, my boy um, Tomori, shining for us. So, yeah, and I think. Okay. But I'll say, yeah, make... he was. He's 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 great. I was watching some highlights from uh, that game earlier today, and yeah, he's he's phenomenal. I'll I'll send you all the 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 comp uh, the compilation of his ga- of the game. I mean, he's such a defender. I mean, what do you mean like, you'll send me the compilation? All right, I, I told you what of, you were of the last game. Of, of, told... Well, yeah, I just want to I... I just want to see. It's like it's like I'm watching like my favorite movie. You know, it just feels like oh my gosh, I can't believe we have a defender like this. I told you this, when you asked me. Are we doing the yellow card, red card, or not? Of course we are. We, we are. Ooh, course. okay. That's All right. Uh, I so do want to mention, though, for, for, for Syria, and sorry to cut you off there, Manny, but um, uh, I see that, Manny, I think you put the, the Inter Milan uh, financial troubles, or somebody put the Inter Milan financial troubles. Um, we can talk about that next time. Uh, I, I would love to really get into that. Yeah, let's let's see how that story develops. I put that in because I was reading right. the news about the, yep. their, their Chinese holdings yep. and yep. then saw the link with Inter. So, yeah, let's definitely talk about that next week. We're about to buy Lukaku back. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, yeah. No we're way! Gonna, no we're way. see a fire sale. You never know. No they way. might. They might have to. Like they might be I obligated think, to literally sell everybody. Yeah, and I think especially if they don't, it will. If they don't win the Scudetto, the Serie A, they will. It will even make things Conte, worse. Conte, Conte's, Conte's gone. High, highest paid, highest paid coach in Milan by far. I think he earns twelve million, and I think the next. Highest coach is like two million. What's like, 
I mean, that figure may be wrong. I, I, that was the last time I checked it. But holy crap, like 12 million for a coach? Jesus. You know, I mean, you know who the highest, let's see. Oh, I don't know if you want to use this for the random fact. Uh, whenever oh, you do it, maybe we can use it for the random facts. The highest paid, facts. the highest paid coach. Yeah. Cholo Simeone. Oh, really? Than, yeah, more than Guardiola, more than uh, Mourinho. Oh. More than, yeah, dude. That's why he's still there. I was surprised. I was wondering why he's still there and not he's not left. Yeah. Um. Real, real quick. Um. So. Um. And and just wanted to mention one thing that I think Juve is out of the Serie. They tied this weekend. Um, I mean, if it's not us that's winning the Scudetto, I think it's Inter Milan that's going to win it. Um, so they're out. Uh, they're out. And if they get kicked out by Porto, that's the end. I think this is where we see the fall, downfall of Ronaldo's partnership with Juve. Um, gosh, so many th- things to talk about, but we've got to leave it to next week and, and also talk about now our yellow card, red card. All right, um, so yellow card, red card, Manny, I'm going to let you start. What's your yellow card? Yeah, so I actually changed this up because we've talked a lot about just refs. Um, So I'm going to go back to my initial uh, two yellows equal one red because it's all going to Manchester United Football Club, specifically, specifically to one Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire uh, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who shall be known henceforth as Ole Gunnar Solks Hard because of his <laughs> post-match comments made. What, oh, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm referring to is the post-match comments about um, when Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire were interviewed and Lu- Luke Shaw said that he allegedly heard the referee tell Harry Maguire that he could not make the controversial uh, VAR review that play a penalty kick because it was too quote-unquote controversial. Uh, So apparently he heard the ref say this to Harry Maguire. Um, Since then, the club has actually come out and said that that is not what happened because they're trying to do some damage control. Because it's all hearsay. You know, it's like that game of telephone uh, when you were a kid and then you tell someone one thing and then by the time it gets back to you, it's a completely different message. It's that, you know? And so that's uh, my first yellow. My second yellow for that, members of that club, uh, is for the coach, um, OGS. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, his post-match comment, was in reference to obviously he was upset that they didn't get the penalty call uh, penalty called in their favor, and he actually referenced some uh, some comments that were made by Klopp and Frank Lampard in the past about how Manchester United uh, get the benefit of the doubt with referees and VAR and they always get PKs called in their favor. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty much saying that that's the reason why they didn't get this penalty kick is because. <laughs> of comments that were made by coaches that he didn't name the coaches, but we all knew what he, you know, who those coaches were that came out and had said, spoken to, to this um, in the past few months. And um, he even alluded to an article that was put on Chelsea's website uh, in regards to uh, what Frank Lampard had said when he was coach about how 
Manchester United tend to get more often than not penalty kicks. But my red card is also because you can't argue that fact is that Manchester United do get the most penalty kicks since the start. Here's a stat for you guys. Since the start of last season, uh, Manchester United has had a total of 24 penalty kicks called to their favor. All right. And that is coincides with the rise in form of Bruno Fernandes. All right. So (laughs) I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't be saying something like this. um, OGS just, you know, Chuck it, you know, like pretty much just suck it up. Your team didn't play well. They didn't do enough to score. They haven't scored against a top six team all season long. And you can't expect to win the league when you can't even score against the top six teams. So those are yeah. my two yellows and red. Very valid. Uh, I can see, especially that you're angry because he mentioned Chelsea, the article on Chelsea's website. Um, so... <laughs> Um, but um, I think what we're going to do, uh, Justin, since we both have the same red card. Well, I'm that's okay. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll, I actually, I switched it up. So I found, oh. I, have an, I had an alternate one that was, I was okay. actually contemplating already. So. Okay. Um, do you want to go or should, do you want me to go? I can go. Um, sure. I, I can go. And then, I, cause I want to hear your thoughts about the one that we had shared before. Okay. Um, but for me, my, my yellow card is going to go to, uh, one, Mr. Zlatan Ibrahimovic sure, for sure. his comments in the past week uh, in an interview about LeBron James. I have a reason why he did that, but but we can go. I, I agree with you. You shouldn't have done that, but I have a reason why he did that. And I'll tell you why when you're done. Okay. Go ahead, Justin. Uh, he basically made uh, comments to the effect of shut up and dribble to LeBron James in regards to LeBron and other athletes getting involved in political causes or, I mean, like it's frankly not even political causes, just issues of uh, social justice and equal rights. Um, LeBron, of course, is heavily involved in charity work, in uh, social movements. Um, He participated and had a a large hand in the, um, I think the more than the more than a vote organization, which got like tens of thousands of people to the polls and volunteering for, um, to work as election workers. So, I, I yeah. mean, these are all admirable things. And LeBron was pretty dismissive saying like, no, I'm, I'm not gonna shut up and I'm gonna continue doing what I do. And basically shrugging off what, what Zlatan did or what Zlatan yeah. said, uh, which as he should have. Yeah, okay, all right. Here, here's my two minute rants about this. First of all, I absolutely agree with you, just, Justin. Like, Zlatan should never say that, especially because it hits home with, you know, the racial issues going on, especially in America. Um, and I think LeBron, I cannot think of any other athlete to actually do what LeBron does. But I will give you one or two reasons why I think he did that. And I'm not saying I don't know what's going on in his head and, and you know, all that stuff. But first thing is, Zlatan, one of Zlatan's role model is uh, Muhammad Ali. And we all know what happened to Muhammad Ali. Like he, he's, uh, he was basically an activist, a sports guy, very vocal outside right. the, the, the boxing ring. Um, so if, is, if his idol is Muhammad Ali, why would Zlatan be saying something like this? I mean, we're talking about Muhammad Ali that 
that was talking about the Viet talking against the Vietnam War and all this you know stuff. Uh, so I, I don't think Slatan is that kind of person, but I genuinely and again, I, obviously, I can't prove this, and I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I genuinely think Slatan does certain things to put the attention on him and take the pressure off the team. So we can't, I know this sounds like a far-fetched conspiracy theory kind of thing, but if are you really think about- Are we talking about no, Zlatan or Mourinho? No, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, Zlatan does this too. He does the same thing with that Mourinho does. Uh, and that's why I like both of them. But um, Zlatan took it, I think Zlatan took it upon himself to put the spotlight on himself because it, it, and you can tell it worked because the media was going on with it and running with it. And suddenly people forgot about how bad Milan had played. And that put the pressure off them because the media wasn't talking about them anymore as much, at least. Um, and I think that's, again, call it far-fetched, but that is my reason about it. But if that's not the reason why he did it, if that, if that you know, obviously if maybe if he, if he wasn't doing that because of that reason, then I completely disagree with Latan, and I think he's he, he's very wrong for saying that. I mean, honestly, in the wrong place to say that. But given his role model, Zlatan's role model, it doesn't make sense, uh, and that's why I genuinely think he's doing it to attract the attention to just him and the spotlight to just him, and and lift off all the burden on the other team. Players. Right. I mean, I, I don't know if Zlatan has ever said his reasoning for why he loves Muhammad Ali or that he's said it's beyond anything than the fact that he was a, a great boxer and had a lot of bravado. I, I would imagine that's what appeals to Zlatan. But uh, anyways, I mean, LeBron in his like response, like also pointed out that uh, Zlatan back in 2018 had made comments about uh, undercover racism in Sweden, Zlatan being uh, uh, the son of a Bosnian father and uh, Croatian mother. So uh, a little it bit. It doesn't of, make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. To me, it doesn't make sense to me. So I think okay. there was that that motive. I think I genuinely think it was that. Well, I think that's a pretty crap way to try try and yeah. draw yeah, attention, it, it is, try it to is. relieve pressure on your team. Is. But um, in any case, kind of flipping it for my red card is kind of the reverse side of being politically active, which is. Unfortunately, American Wonder Boy Christian Pulisic uh, liking an Instagram post, I think it was either today or yesterday, basically just liking some edgelord's Instagram post where this, whoever this fool was, basically like just bragging about how much he wants to kill Antifa. So uh, it's one thing to be oh. politically, yeah, Christian Pulisic liked this, um, liked this Instagram post. So not a good look. And, I mean, like it, it, you can like nobody should be talking about or like salivating yeah. over the chance of killing people. Yeah, no matter your political bad. views. I think that's what that's bad. I, I mean, it doesn't matter who they say if it's what the other part, party that he's trying to kill. That person said that they're trying to kill. As long as the killing is there as a sports uh, person, I mean, come on, come on. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know about this. Wow. You look at look it up. It's it's. I mean, like the whole thing is like. I'll be frank. Like, and maybe this is my my personal views kind of informing this, but like it's it's pretty cringy. <laughs> it's pretty cringy all around. Uh, like it's like kind of pathetic. The the post itself, and then the fact that Christian Pulisic liked it is just like not a good look. And and kind of tagging on since this is a red card, that alone I think was red card worthy. But then doubling down because this red card is actually not just going to. Uh, Pulisic is going to kind of 
U.S. soccer uh, looking pretty bad this past week in general. Because also, I'm not sure if you either of you knew, but the U.S. Soccer Federation Athlete Council held a meeting and then a, a vote during that meeting about um, officially rescinding like the ban that they had in place in the MLS and in the USF, uh, U.S. Soccer Federation in general about kneeling during the national anthem oh, as yeah. a form of protest. Um, and during that council meeting, uh, one of their members, I'm not gonna even say his name, it's some nobody, was uh, went on some rant about how uh, he was opposed to it, uh, kind of downplaying slavery in American history, just in general, drawing comparisons and saying, you know, basically not that bad. And very bizarrely, he, he I think implied that he knew what the price of a slave was because he lived in oh, a, a price of a slave in Africa because he he happened to live in Africa for a couple of years. So he like he named like a price point. He's like, I know for a fact that you can buy a slave in Africa for this much ahead. I'm like, well, how'd you come across that information? How, First of all, wow. I don't even know about that. But second of all, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. How do people just say things like like I mean, uh, racism, I think. Race, that's on. that's where it comes from. I mean, wow. I did, but like, come on, you're talking in front of everyone. Like, ah, so stupid. Well, I but, will say though, I will say though, one redeeming quality at the end of this red card, the U.S. Soccer Federation Athlete Council did, in fact, hold that vote. It was pretty overwhelming, like seventy plus percent voting to rescind that ban on kneeling. And then they, I think, after this fool made his whole screed, um, they they booted him off the council as well because um, it is a clear violation of their rules about, about what you can say about uh, different racial groups. So um, that, that's the silver lining, I suppose, to this otherwise very red card. Wow. Sometimes I think, I, I mean, I don't think I'm the best leader or anything like that, but I feel like I'll do a lot better than a lot of these people I'm hearing. Like, I don't know, just so many things, just, people are just stupid. I, I, I agree. Um, but anyways, all right. Uh, I can't beat the yellow card and red card, but I'm giving my yellow card to the ref. Uh, you know that that ref, the At Atalanta and Juve game. I, again, I'm still salt. Sorry, the Atalanta and um, Real Madrid game. I'm still salty about it. I think that I think there's something going on there. Um, but my red card is with Lee Mason, uh, which who they should just fire. Uh, okay, or maybe 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 make him the 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 a ref in in League One. Um, I don't mean the championship. But I mean the the league be, beyond the championship. Um, I mean the game that was refed. Uh, he refed the West Brom and the Brighton right, game. I mean, come on. I genuinely think, and this is my hot take. Another hot take. I genuinely think someone is paying. English refs a lump sum for making a bad decision because they would get so much press on it. I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. How can you keep making such big mistakes week in, week out? It doesn't make sense. They have to be getting paid. Someone has to be paying them. Oh, wow, you made that bad. Here's 5,000 pounds. That, that has to be the reason. It doesn't make any sense how people, these refs, make the same mistake over and over again. And you have the Mason, who built the whistle, by the way, because, you know, Basically, they were setting up the, the, the free kick. Uh, so Brighton was setting up free kick against uh, West Ham. And he stepped away from the ball a little bit, blew the whistle. And then I think it was Lewis Dunk that kicked it in. The keeper wasn't ready. So it was a goal. But then I think he, he initially said, no, no, you have to replay. But then he gave the goal. And then it, they brought it back again because I think, I, like, this is like, this is like, um, 
I don't even know. It's not even the Sunday league thing. It's it's even worse than this. It's just like a, a elementary this school, a, like like FXA. oh, let's this is our FXA league refs. Exactly. It's like where are you getting these refs from? Like they they seriously need to rethink people like Mike Dean, people like Lee Mason, like they need to seriously give them a year off, put them in the league one, you know, basically give them that shame, and then I'm sure they will get better. I mean. Either that or somebody's paying them to make these stupid decisions because it, it's absolutely absurd. Yeah. By the way, I will say just, that the one thing that I st- did appreciate was with the whole Christian Pulisic thing was I saw uh, someone making a joke on Twitter that maybe uh, Pulisic got confused and he thought it was a post about being anti FA. Uh, <laughs> <not> an- <laughs> and that's that's what there that's was just a, a, that was the source of confusion. <laughs> Okay, that would make sense. I, I mean, we gotta end that. We gotta end on that. That's a good one. I, uh, I you know, I'm gonna uh, give. Justin, I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt, Justin. I'm gonna go with that. I think. I think that's what it was. That, that has to be it. That's that has to be it. But anyways, I think that's all we have. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Sorry, this went too long, but we hope to see you next time.